You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. I'm playing Bucks early, season on the line. Uh, the line is one and a half. For the game, we're out to six, but you can find the Bucks minus one and a half in the first quarter. They switch it now. Green on Giannis. Five on the clock. Gets downhill and finishes with the left. Giannis with the shorter Shannon. Good dig by Harris. Holiday with a nice show and go. Great passing. Great execution by Milwaukee. Precise. On the BetQL Audio Network. Welcome to BetQL Daily on this Friday. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio back with you. Jake Hassan is uh, producer. So is Jake Galley, Dylan Burns, and of course our guy Paul Aspen, the EP of this fine show. Three guests today. We're going to check in with Kenny Kim in about 20 minutes. He'll break down the U.S. Open, how we can jump in and bet it after one day, figure out how the course is playing. They still have to wrap up uh, the first round. A little, a few more guys going this morning because they had the, the late start yesterday with the fog that they had darkness. So a little continuation of round number one, and we'll see if there are any round two matchup bets and futures that you can jump in on. Michael Beller from The Athletic, hour number two to break down baseball and how these futures are changing day by day all of a sudden. Harrison Sanford on the NBA and the NBA playoffs. Joe G, a full day of sports. Uh, NBA, NHL, of course, continuing. Major League Baseball, soccer. Not a ton of drama, but it looks to set up for a great weekend. Yeah, it does. This will be probably one of the better weekends we've had in a while here. With the U.S. Open adding to the mix now, with the NBA playoffs, we could get some Game 7s. Game 6 is tonight. Uh, Joe, I'm excited. This should be a great night, and it should be a great weekend here for us to watch. Uh, nice job by the people up in Milwaukee. As the Bucks fans were celebrating, you could hear Beastie Boys, no sleep till Brooklyn playing, and uh, that's going to be the situation. So let's roll right to the headlines. Milwaukee takes it 104 to 89 last night. Desperate team. I got to say, Joe, I'm not uh, one that wants to jump on and tell you everything that we got right. But I think in Lightning Bet, you picked the one thing that we were wrong on because we nailed this game yep. every which way. Desperate team at home, bet the Bucks early, first quarter that covered, first half that covered as well. They end up uh, covering for the game, covering the five. Another, it happens again. The series goes under. I mean, if you've been just hitting the under every single game in this series, uh, you're sitting pretty. goes under 220 and the hook. That one uh, never in danger. As far as some of the props, we discussed Middleton having a big game. He snaps 38 career playoff high, 38, five and five, and uh, five steals on top of that. 
curious about James Harden, how he would look second game back. Looked better, but he still goes under all of his props across the board. Yeah, he was better. And certainly he scored the ball more than he did uh, in his first game back. And, and you, it felt like he was kind of inching his way there, that maybe there's more there for a game seven. The other thing, Joe, that just continued the trend in this series, the home team has won every game here now in mm-hmm. this series, which uh, you know kind of sets up for a game seven. And we'll talk about that and how we think it goes here. But uh, it's been a very unpredictable yet predictable series. It feels like each game is not very hard to predict. It's just the series as a whole has kind of caught us off guard with the ebbs and the flows. We'll break it down throughout the show, but I, I think I've already flipped five times on what's going to happen in game seven. You know, I can the Bucks win there and go on to win the title? Absolutely. There might be some value, but that, that's how this series has gone. We've uh, we've flipped again and again. Bucks dominant at home. They are five and zero in the playoffs. Fast break points. The difference last night, 26 to four. Uh, you look at the final score and you see Milwaukee take it first quarter, first half. Leading wire to wire, you think there was never a shot if you weren't watching the game, but there were a couple of points, third quarter and fourth quarter. Nets cut the lead down to five based off what we've been witnessing the last couple of nights. You thought, oh, maybe Brooklyn's going to end it here. Yeah, and middle it kept coming back to Middleton. You know, Gian- Giannis had a good game, but middle it was it, middle, every time they needed a basket in this game, it was Middleton. And I mean, his game was incredible. I mean, he did everything and efficiently. For the Bucs. And he's mm-hmm. always that guy you wonder about. Can he be the number two on a title team? Can he actually be the, the second guy to help a team get to a championship? Well, last night he played like it. Like last night, it's funny, the last couple nights there have been a couple players we're unsure about. Paul George in that lead role, Middleton in that number two role. They both stepped up in, you know, gigantic game sixes. Giannis 30 and 17 last night. He's given you 30 and 10 every single playoff game. The key for when the Bucs are going to win, follow Middleton. If Middleton's off, they're going to lose. If he's on it, like he was last night, they're going to win in a comfortable fashion. That's exactly what happened last night. So we're getting at least one game seven in the Eastern Conference, two more games tonight. And uh, we also had some action on the ice, Joe. Ten seconds to go to the power play. Stamkos, back of the net. Sorelli to Kucherov. Back for Sorelli, broken up by Green. Kucherov's got it again to Hedman. Shoots, blocked, rebound, scores! Braden Point, as he's knocked down, swipes it in the net. And the Lightning get the lead back. Braden Point. So Tampa Bay wins 2-1. to one. They take a 2-1 series advantage. They were the favorite. Minus 135 on the money line. Goes under the total of five with only three goals scored. Braden Point, the key so far in the postseason for the Lightning. That's now a six-game goal streak in the playoffs. Only the 15th player to accomplish that feat. Yeah, pretty incredible. And and really, they they took the Islanders and that, that crowd out of the game, which we, we talked about yesterday, how, how much of a difference home ice has made for the Islanders and can make for the Islanders. Yeah. Sometimes experience, and the Lightning have had a ton of it in the playoffs. It just shows itself, and it, sh- it showed itself last night. Like That, that team was totally... Just they didn't care where they were. They didn't care where that game was being played. And now they're I mean, that's a big advantage to win that game. That's that's a that's a yeah. swing game in the series, and they got it. No doubt, no doubt. Hasn't happened uh, a six-game goal streak in the playoffs since 2006. We get VGK and Montreal tonight. The Canadians can steal another one. We can completely flip that series. Golden Knights, as expected, heavy heavy favorites uh, this evening. So we we were hitting on uh, some of the prop bets that we were 
we uh, that came through for us in the Milwaukee Brooklyn game. Some of the other wagers that we were taking a look at, but it was a good night for you, Joe G, in Major League Baseball. The Giants are the play here. I will, I will, I'll drop the run line on the Giants minus one and a half. Twenty-two straight losses. They, you know, the Diamondbacks haven't won a road game since that Madison Bumgarner make-believe no-hitter in Atlanta, which was like two months ago. Giants mm-hmm. are the first play. That ball is hammered. Deep left center field. Way back there. Goodbye. And there it is. The first home run as a Giant for Kurt Casale. And that was a long one. Joe, you went 2-0, man. Right? I got that correct? Yeah. I hit the Padres. And I needed the ninth inning for the Padres to come through for me. But they did in that one. That was fun. Look. Just bet against the Diamondbacks on the road, and you're winning. It's incredible. And, and they had their best pitcher out there. Gallon came back. Second inning got into trouble. The Giants just continue to roll. And, um, look, it's, it's like it takes a while for us to realize sometimes when, when a team we didn't expect is good to be good. And, like, the Giants are a good team to bet on. And, and obviously, the Diamondbacks are a great team to bet against. 23 straight road losses, Joe. 23 straight. I mean, we're at a point now where it's – it's got to be in their heads. This is more than just talent. They're not this bad. I mean, they're, they're not this bad, man. I guess not. I, I guess. Yeah. So it started on May 4th, May 4th at Miami. Uh, Tim Murray did the breakdown. It's a fun thing. You can't really do this because it's tough to bet this much and you would never do it on one major league baseball game. But uh, Tim Murray broke this down. If you bet a hundred dollars on that Miami game at the start of that streak, and uh, Miami was minus 143, and you win, and you roll it over, and you take that money, and you roll it over. You do that again and again, starting with 100, Joe G. Uh, right now, you'd have a cool 3.2 million. Wow. <laughs> let, let, me, let me hit you with this quickly. So they have a lot of home games coming up here. They have, I believe, nine road games between now and the All-Star break. That's it. But the, those nine road games are at San Diego, at St. Louis, at the Dodgers. Do the Diamondbacks win a road game before the All-Star break? They got Bauer tonight. <laughs> it's like heavy hitter. Now, you know what's going to happen? It's going They're going to like win the series this weekend, right? Yeah. Because it makes no sense. And because it's baseball, Caleb Smith has actually been all right for them. Uh, he's done well against the Dodgers here. Like, it'll end when we least expect it. But you're right. Um, if you want to go run line, you can go run line. We just have to keep going against uh, Arizona on the road. But they are at home. Yeah. I don't know that that'll make that much of a difference. Yeah, Trevor Bauer is good regardless of where he's pitching. The Dimebacks yeah. pretty much stink regardless of where they are. But the road thing, it's it's incredible. Uh, Houston Astros, I, I was, took a shot on the Sox as a dog. Dead wrong on that one. Houston Astros win 10-2. to We mentioned uh, that Dylan Cease has been up and down this year. I'd say more up. Certainly down last night. Completely run out of Ran out of gas uh, in the fourth inning. So the White Sox losers there right after uh, they get the best mark in all of baseball. They go out and lose. And Shohei Otani, Brown MVP watch since Vlad is now the favorite. Goes six innings, allowing one run, five Ks in his performance. They walked him a couple times, didn't have uh, many opportunities to do anything with the bat. No, he didn't, but he pitched uh, well enough again. And, and you talked about the, the White Sox-Astros big series this week, and we'll talk even more about it later. But the Astros, it's it's like we're, it, no one wants to talk about them anymore in, in any sort of positive context because of what happened. Uh, they might be the most under-talked about really good team in baseball. Like, you look at their team. Yeah. They don't strike out. They hit. Their pitching is better than I thought it would be. 
And Dusty Baker, everyone always just like kind of said, oh, yeah, it's Dusty Baker. They were one game from the World Series last year. So it's a big series. And they could kind of be on the map by Monday. It's like, hey, maybe the Astros are right back in that World Series contention again. It's something that's been so obscure that I've noticed throughout the season when I look at the different splits uh, with the Astros, for some reason, they face lefties more than any other team. And it's not close. And they smash lefties. We're in a situation today again. Now, a very good pitcher in Carlos Rodon going for the White Sox. But um, you might want to take a look at the Astros because every time they're going against a lefty, if you're not laying a big price, that's uh, something you might want to do because, man, they crush them. Uh, along with teams like the White Sox, uh, one or two across the board in every stat. Yeah, when the, it was like the White Sox last year was the easiest bet in baseball. They're facing yeah. a lefty. You just you win the game. The one thing tonight, Noah Alex, Alex Bregman, who's on the IL, and he's a great right-handed hitter against lefties. So maybe that takes it down a notch, but that's a great matchup tonight. Uh, no doubt. When we have uh, the U.S. Open, as we mentioned, round one almost complete. Of course, Russell Headley with the lead. He is four under par along with Louis Oosthuizen. Louis pops, man. When you look at some of these majors, like all of a sudden he could have bad form for a couple of months. Uh, he's a major champion. He's just all of a sudden top 10, top 10. Hasn't done it in months. Uh, that's what we've seen. Molinari showing up. Uh, you, you haven't been able to bet on him in a long, long time. But he's just runs one stroke back. Bayo also one back. Over at points bet, Bayo is still eighty to one, just one stroke back. Don't know if you're gonna you believe he's gonna get it done for the U.S. Open. Just something to keep in mind. Big name guys, Brooks Kepka right there, two back. Xander Schauffele got a lot of buzz. Rom right there, two strokes back, and the books are breathing a sigh of relief because Phil was terrible with a seventy-five on day one. Yeah, he had a tough time, and it, it really it kind of changed the the course of the weekend for him. Uh, Russell Henley plus thirty three hundred right now. You get him, and he had a good first day. And it, it was interesting just waiting for this thing to start because the fog had to lift for the U.S. Open to begin. And and now we're going. I'm excited to talk to Kenny Kim about like what we learned from day one and how we could mm -hmm. apply it moving forward here because you know we all have a thought going in, we all have a, a a long shot or an idea going in, but one day can can change a significant amount if if you're paying attention. Yep. And also curious what we learned from game six in Milwaukee, if we can apply any of that to game number seven. I, the first thing that jumps out to me, Joji, is uh, the, the Harden trend. Is he trending in the right direction or are we going to sit here and say no extra days off since he made his return third game back? Maybe he's going to have his struggles a little bit. That's uh, one fascinating angle. And I'm not sure that Middleton can repeat that. But if he can be one of the best players on the court, Milwaukee's going to have a shot to win this thing in seven. Yeah, my quick thought on Harden, we'll expound as we go through. It seems like he knows his body well. Like he's doing, he, there was a, a moment last night where he stopped. He didn't go on that fast break. It seems like he understands how to manage this thing. Now, he, he could blow it out in the beginning of game seven, but he's healthier right now, it looks like, than I thought he'd be playing all these minutes for two games. I, I think it pretends good for the Nets. Are we going to have two game sevens in the Eastern Conference? Boy, I hope we are. I want to watch him. <laughs> I know you hope. <laughs> I want to watch him, but uh, I, I don't feel great. I don't feel great. Really? No, I don't. Atlanta at home too too much after all. You know, we were saying a couple, not we, but uh, the narrative seemed to be a couple of days ago. It's like, how's Milwaukee going to bounce back from that? Durant snaps 49 and you could have taken them down. Harden's doing nothing on the court. How do you rebound? Well, they did last night. So 
Uh, Sixers, but the situation's a little bit different on the road, the way Atlanta's played there. It is. They are favored. Sixers are favored, which you'd expect. They're, they're, they've been favored all series, but it's not a big line. They're not favored by much, and it, it's moving if you follow it. It's moving towards Atlanta as we get closer to tip here. Does it surprise you that with our two game sixes this evening that we have two road favorites? Books are saying we we know people are going to bet on Utah. They're going to bet on Philadelphia. So let's just make them the slight favorite to start. Let's just go. It doesn't surprise me because, I mean, look, look, those teams were favored. They're the number one seed in the conference. I I think the idea of them having a game seven in each is possible. But I, I just, man, it's tough to trust the Sixers. It is tough to trust them. Uh, Joe, when it comes to golf betting, I think uh, you get the most bang for your buck. You could get a four-day sweat, or in our cases, if we do something this morning, a three-day sweat. We'll find out what we should do with the rest of the U.S. Open. Kenny Kim will be here on BetQL Daily from BetQL.